You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Welcome to Big New Sports. Featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller, a national championship winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian. Good afternoon, Big News Sports. Thanks for dialing us in on just another great day in the state of Alabama. Got several topics on our plate. Our guest lineup will include Corey Miller. That's Christian's dad. We'll talk NFL draft because that is coming up Thursday evening. And later in the show, we'll talk stallions with Steve Irvine, who is, as far as I can observe, the he is the beat writer for the Birmingham Stallions. And they just clobbered the showboat Saturday night at protective 45 to 2. But guys, big story, unfortunately, coming out of the University of Alabama basketball program, Jacon Walton, a very promising transfer from Wichita State, um, arrested over the weekend weekend with marijuana and gun charges. Uh, and an irony, I guess, it's a block away from the horrific incident that happened with Jamia Harris. It's off the street. It was uh, on Reed Street, which is where I used to live for about, I guess, one year of my college experience. You know, when you're in college, you seem to bounce around a lot. At least I did. But anyway, the story on Walton, uh, he had good numbers coming out the Shockers program. He originally started at Carver-Montgomery, then on to Shelton State, then to Wichita State. And Lars, he was one of these guys that Nate Oates, I think, was going to be able to insert and get a lot of minutes early. Yeah, he was, but he is no longer a member of uh, Alabama. Alabama, you know, Nate came out yesterday and said that Alabama is no longer recruiting Jaquan Jaquan Walton, and he will not be a student athlete at the University of Alabama. And um, so there you have it. I mean, I, I understand that it's... It's another troubling story, right? And and now, <laughs> Matt, it, it happens once, it happens twice, it happens three times. It's a trend. This is now a trend among Alabama basketball players. And it's very troubling, very troubling. Um, I, you know, it, it, it's hard to... Um, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what is going on other than a lot of kids need to make better decisions, especially late at night. Um, and, uh, and, and so the, the Tuscaloosa police said that, uh, Walton and Cameron Deshaun Harris arrested late. Saturday night after multiple complaints of a large number of vehicles at apartment complexes near campus. Uh, and one uh, an officer approached the vehicle, smelled marijuana. Uh, Walton uh, then did a smart thing. He told the police that there was a loaded firearm under the passenger seat where he was sitting. 
and an officer noticed a uh, rolling tray, right, in a baggie containing like uh, 20 grams of marijuana and a, a half-rolled blunt in the passenger side floorboard. And then officers found two more loaded weapons and another baggie containing 12 grams of marijuana. And the police said that uh, the, it belonged to Harris. And uh, they both were charged, Harris and Walton, with second-degree possession of marijuana and released after posting $500 bond. So um, it's important to remember that in, in Alabama, as of January 1, a permit is no longer required to carry a concealed handgun or to carry one in a vehicle. Not going to get into how I feel about that, but I think you can tell by the tone of my voice exactly how I feel about that. Um, but nonetheless, Matt, it's it, is, it, to you. Is this reflective of of a, of a larger issue with Alabama basketball? And I know I know this kid wasn't formally you know on the roster, but certainly some level of background uh, uh, investigation would have been done on him before Nate Oates, you know, went after him full throttle. I mean, Nick Saban does what's called a seven deep dive before he offers a kid. And that means he goes basically seven deep in, in that, in the player's life, talking to guidance counselors, uh, uh, friends of friends, uh, you know, fellow students in high school, uh, peewee coaches, you know, trying to get at what is the character of this kid? How is he going to react in, uh, uh, to a, to a loss? How is he going to behave on a Saturday night after a win? And, that sort of dive does not seem to be happening with Alabama basketball. I mean, do you agree? Well, there's a huge difference. Just look at the numbers, you know, and they only have 15 players football. You got what? 185 on scholarships. You got to do a real, real, real deep dive on players. When you have that many numbers, that's quite costly in terms of uh, time, at least. So, no, as usual, you can say this. Saban's got it figured out. Now, I say that. You say that. uh, God forbid. Now, something could happen next week, but it usually doesn't with Alabama's foot. I can't even remember the last scandal in that regard. Um, But, yeah, this is a it's a troubling trend, as you say it. With the University of Alabama, I don't know why. Uh, it seems that there are there are cultures now that ride around in their car smoking pot with a gun. Good God, I would have never done that. Um, and <laughs> loaded, I'm not criticizing the uh, loaded of weapons. Today. With I loaded would never weapons, do that. Why? Why do you have? Why? Uh, okay, I, I just I don't understand it. That was my son. I would be beyond disappointed. Uh, in that action, uh, in that behavior. Um, but Matt, I, I, before uh, we get to our first break, let's shift gears for one second because here, here's a little bit more positive news. Your Packers, in my view, absolutely fleeced the New York 
Jets. Well, that's what it looked like, and I was really glad because I know you really keep up with draft and trades and yeah, all so the numbers, and I love the draft. I love just, the NFL. Let me just break my the, Packers. Let but. me just break this down for just one second, and then, then please, I want you to respond. So, so let's get this straight. The Packers get a first round pick swap in 2023, right on Thursday. They get a high second round pick in 2023, which would be on Friday. And they get a likely first round pick in 2024 if Rodgers plays, what, 65% of the snaps, which if he doesn't get hurt, he will. And at worst, that becomes a second round pick. And then they get a $60 million financial obligation taking off, taking off their hands for a player who stated he never wanted to play for them again. I just I mean it's like the Packers had no leverage, but they somehow just I think absolutely destroyed the Jets in this trade. And, and they're not going to let him wear number 12. <laughs> they're saving that retired jersey in its honor and in the honor of the one and only Joe Willie Namath. Doesn't it, yes. isn't it, everything circles back to Alabama. You're right. <laughs> In sports. <laughs> Golly, uh, you travel the, the country a little bit, you'll find out you run into people real tight um, all the time uh, in the strangest places. But, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> this is a great deal for the Packers, and they definitely need help uh, in in like three positions that they're going to they'll get two Thursday night the way I read it. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that I liked about it. I don't know if it was really on the table when they were discussing, but the fact that uh they get the collateral back from the Jets, the draft picks immediately, like in 2 days. Yeah. So you could insert players here and here and here and the Packers would probably be mid-range contenders. But they get good draft picks. They could be playing in the playoffs again. I hope that's I think, the case. I, I, I think that the Packers staff, they obviously feel very confident in Jordan Love. They've, you know, they, they've seen what he can do in practice. He hasn't really had a chance to show it on the field. I do think we will know as observers – Probably five, six, seven weeks into the season, whether Jordan Love has it, right, the it factor or not. And I sense that he does. But, Matt, you're a longtime hardcore Packer fan. What are your feelings today that really for the first time in 30 years, you don't have a franchise quarterback? Which is unbelievable, right? That, that you were able to go from Favre to Rodgers, uh, and and just your feelings about Aaron Rodgers in general. A magnificent talent, smart guy, misdirected, a uh, little bit of an ego, <laughs> emphasis on a little bit, haha. Um, but. I don't know if he outstayed his welcome, but the Packers outstayed theirs. I don't know what the case is. This is better in the long run, even though the Jets, the Jets gave up a lot. Uh, it's better in the long run for both teams. Uh, my question, and you mentioned franchise quarterbacks for the last 30 years, 
my concern is I don't think Jordan loves that guy that you build into a franchise player. And whether or not, I don't know, there's somebody, where where is their draft pick when they swap for Thursday night? Uh, I'll have to look that up. Okay, look uh, that up during the break because I have yep. another observation. Let's do that. Um, the NFL draft is Thursday night. Um, hey, the SEC storming the field issue is up once again in our article today we found on AL.com. So, hey, Big Noon Sports is coming your way. We appreciate you dialing us in and having all technical difficulties with Christian, but we'll uh, work those out. His dad will join us in about 15 minutes. Steve Irvine is on our second hour of Big Noon Sports. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal. Holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell. Yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partially sunny this afternoon. The high today 74. Increasingly cloudy tonight. The low 56. Cloudy tomorrow. A good chance of rain by afternoon. The high 71. Thursday showers and a few strong thunderstorms likely with a high at 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. And Union Mortgage, and we appreciate her and what she's done. Went out there and visited with her last week. So it is all good there. Christian Miller joins us following some some slight technical issues. Hey, it's the business. It happens. So, uh, Christian, we're talking about, as as you heard, we're talking about uh, Rodgers, the trade, the Jets. It's been locked in. Uh, just your overall thoughts. We knew it was going to happen. Actually, you know what? I'm not sure I did. It just took a really, really long time. Just your overall view of the trade moving into Thursday night's draft. Yeah, man. I mean, I think we all knew it was going to happen. I think as we got closer to draft night or you know draft week, we knew that there was a likelihood that it would uh, start heating up and it finally happened. The Jets got what they want. Um, I think it was pretty fair. Uh, I mean, basically they swapped first round picks if I'm not mistaken. I think, um, you know, they'll get the Jets will get 15 and, and Green Bay will now have number 13. Um, but then they added a second round and then, 
um, a conditional 24 second round um, that could become a first uh, if he plays 65% of the plays, which I uh, anticipate him doing, barring, you know, he gets injured and whatnot. But um, also a six round pick. So honestly, I don't think the Jets had to pay too steep of a price. And, and I think that's a fair price. Again, we're talking about a guy who's 39 years old, uh, not too sure how long he's going to play, how long you'll have him. Um, but they got what they wanted, a veteran guy, quarterback, that's proven, um, Super Bowl winner. Um, and, uh, and and we'll see if that, that takes them uh, the, to the next step, which they're, they're hoping to get. Um, but I think Green Bay was just, you know, ready to, to go in a different direction. Uh, they got Jordan Love. They might give them, give them a go. I'm sure they will, but they also do have the option to draft a quarterback. And with them picking at 13, we'll see who's available. I mean, this this quarterback class does have several quarterbacks in it. We'll see which ones are available. Um, there's some talk that C.J. Stroud could drop. I don't see that happening. Um, I think, if anything, they really might only have a guy like Hendon Hooker uh, maybe a Will Levis, which I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a lot of rumors heating up that his his odds went from plus 4,000 to plus 400 to go number one overall. I think a Reddit user, you know, was uh, writing posts that he was telling friends and family that he believes he's going to be taking number one. Uh, so don't know the accuracy to that. Um, but that also is out there. So we'll see. Uh, but I, I think overall the Jets get their guy that they want. Didn't have to pay too steep of a price. I think Green Bay also gets uh, the opportunity to move on from Aaron Rodgers, which seems like was likely to happen uh, any time now. I don't know. Uh, I, I I think it is a pretty steep price for a 39-year-old quarterback um, who got outplayed in the, you know, in the in, who has not played very well in the playoffs. And I think at best you're going to get two good years out of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it may just be one good year. And to give up a, a second-round pick and a first-round pick, and that's essentially what it is in, 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 a, in a swap, and to take on that huge salary – is a lot, I think, but the Jets feel, and I and I think they do, like that that this is their window, right? This is their window to win a uh, a, a Super Bowl. I mean, it, it sounds crazy because of uh, of how poorly they finished last year, but you could certainly make the argument that no team was more deficient at the quarterback position than the Jets. And they have a bunch of weapons on the outside. Uh, they have a, a stout defense uh, led by Alabama's Quinn and Williams. And, um, you know, the, the pieces are there, I, I think, Christian, for the, the Jets to to make a run. I mean, the only issue is the, the AFC just seems so much more challenging to navigate than the NFC because you got just in his own division – you're going to have to get by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And then in, throughout the AFC, you, of course, you got uh, Patrick Mahomes and the defending champs and, and then uh, Joe Burrow and my Bengals. So it's going to be a, a difficult road in the AFC. But uh, the Jets feel like this is the, the time to, to make the move. And if, you know, it worked out somewhat well with Brett Favre when – the Jets did a, made a similar move for Favre all those years ago. Um, you know, they obviously didn't uh, win a Super Bowl. But 
I, 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 I don't know, Christian. Do you think Rodgers is still playing at that level uh, that is high enough to get the Jets deep into the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he might not be as good as he was you know, five years ago, ten years ago, but he's definitely a proven quarterback. Um, you, you know what you're getting from him. You know, again, has he had some drop-off? Sure. But we also saw Tom Brady go and win a Super Bowl at 40-plus years old. Um, and I think that's kind of what they're, you know, lining this up with. Um, and the reason I just don't think it's too steep, I mean, because really we swapped first. Uh, they got a fifth and they gave a sixth. So those kind of cancel out pretty much. And then it's really basically paid a second this year and then a second next year that could turn to a first, which probably will turn to a first. So basically a first and a second. Um, so, I mean, is it cheap? No. But if it's for the guy that you feel is a missing piece that gives you a chance to make a run in the playoffs and go win a Super Bowl, I think you go ahead and make that trade. And I think that's why they went ahead and did that. Um, but but is that going to be enough to, to really uh, give them that edge and, and help them take that next step? I don't know. That's to be determined. We'll have to see. Um, do I believe he still has some left in the tank and can play at a high level? I do. Um, but I know football – um, it, it takes a village. It takes a team. It's not just one guy. Even if you do feel like you're missing a piece, there's a lot of variables and then other contributing factors that go into that. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. You said the AFC is not easy. He's going to go against a lot of younger quarterbacks. But um, who would you who would you want to help kind of go against those guys? And, and, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I feel comfortable with that a guy that's been there. He's done it. Um, yes, he's older, but that experience will definitely uh, be in his favor. Um, but I think we have Bill on hold from Mobile. Bill, you there? You want to talk some ball? Hello, Bill. <laughs> you hear me? There yeah, he is. Got well, you now. All right. Well, I mean, you started off the show with this theme that, oh, Alabama basketball, very troubling pattern, all going to hell. That kid was arrested for. I guess smoking, possessing a small amount of marijuana. <clears throat> that substance is legal in 22 states. But let me go a step further. You're old. I'm old. Talk to some of those people that work on that campus. Talk to some of those players. This is true not only at Alabama, it's true at Auburn, it's true at all the SEC schools. The overwhelming majority of the football and basketball team smokes pot. Okay. It's a fact. Now, I don't know, hang, on, hang on. How do you know that fact is true of the Alabama football team? Because a close relative of mine worked for Alabama's football program for two and a half years. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> they smoke pot and they don't get caught. They don't get caught at Alabama. They don't get caught anywhere. You know why? The test for the marijuana is always announced well in advance. And the players clean themselves out. It's not hard to do. <clears throat> so let's get back. They didn't catch this recruit, and that's all he was. They didn't catch him shooting up heroin. He was smoking pot. Now, I agree with you. I wish that the gun laws were different. I don't know why we became such a patriotic, where the idea came from, this patriotic to let people carry guns at all times everywhere they go. <clears throat> but Alabama. <clears throat> In its infinite right-wing wisdom, has seen to make that the law. <clears throat> I think the more serious issue was him having a gun there in the car. And my guess is that's how Coach Oates is. But I could be wrong. 
Well, I thought it was smart as hell of him to admit and, and open that immediately. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds to me like when he was reaching for the weapon, he knocked his marijuana tray over. And I think the, I think the laws in place about marijuana are too strict these days, to be honest with you. I think it's a lot safer to hit a blunt than it is to drink six, six beers. Um, but unfortunately, Bill, in, in our state, that's not the case. Now, this wouldn't be a oh, big yeah, deal law, at all. The law is the law. I agree. Um, wouldn't be a big deal in, Cal- in uh, Colorado, would it? <laughs> no, wouldn't be anything in Colorado. Well, but, I, but, but, it, but, it, but it, it's falling off the legs a little bit. So, oh, the program's just going to hell. They, there's, a, there's a boy that was committed to Alabama who was actually smoking pot. Let me grasp my pearls, okay? That really, in, in light of the facts today, is just silly. Now, I don't know hey. why they get caught. I don't know why he got caught. That's pretty stupid. You can smoke pot without getting caught. Yeah, I don't understand why they got the windows down sitting there on Reed Street, uh, a block from campus, a block from the Strip, and they're just smoking it up, doobying it up in the car. But, hey, Bill, great call. Appreciate your input, and I hope that you continue to listen and continue to call Big Noon Sports. Thank you, sir. Sure. And call from Mobile on Big Noon Sports. Brought to you by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. When we get back, we'll talk NFL with Corey Miller. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing. Victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Welcome back to Big Sports. Brought to you by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Christian Miller One, and Christian Miller Two. We do we go by CMs inside our private texting. It's CM One and CM Two. CM One is Christian Miller, and CM Two is Corey Miller, nine-time player in the NFL. And Corey, we were uh, talking about the Packers-Jets deal. Uh, Christian thinks it was a pretty even trade. Lars would lean in the direction of the Packers winning it. As far as I'm concerned, Corey, I don't care. We got rid of Aaron Rodgers. 
<laughs> well, uh, you know, Matt, I'm kind of on your side. <laughs> with you. um, I'm as glad it's over with, and, and Lord have mercy, since yesterday, all we watched on, on uh, all the sports shows is about Aaron Rodgers. But if I had to say who won this trade, I think it's Green Bay. I think, one, they get rid of the headache. They get rid of that, that extremely high salary. Uh, for a guy who did not play up to the standard that he normally plays. Uh, so you get rid of the salary. You know, you flip you know, 15 to 13. So you get a couple of picks up, and that's going to help you uh, just in case you feel like you need to go get some help for Jordan Love and or, you know, whoever in the draft. And you know that he's going to play more than 65% un- unless he gets hurt. So now you're going to get a first-round pick next year on top of that. So in the second this year. So I think when you look at all of that, man, Green Bay won from that standpoint. But when you're talking about a player of need uh, that can help them right now, then the Jets fans would say, hey, we won because all we're missing is a quarterback. I mean, it was future what they put on the field at quarterback last season. I mean, Joe Flacco may have been their best quarterback. Now he's retired. Uh, you get Aaron Rodgers. You got good young wide receivers. You got good running backs. And you got one of the best defenses in all of the National Football League. So when you look at that and you go, all we did is a trigger man, we're going to be in the, in the playoffs, then the Jets going to say we won because we got exactly what we needed. We got all the other pieces figured out. Uh, Corey, I, I always like to try to look at things from a little bit of a different angle. And I, I've been thinking about Zach Wilson and trying to view this through his eyes you know, former number two overall pick. Um, and uh, it seems like they did, didn't give him a lot of time, right? Uh, and just to right. Zach Wilson seeing all of his teammates and the entire uh, being so happy and energized by this trade and and the in the fan base in New York. And I mean, the poor kid, his confidence already was completely shattered. And, I, you know, this is obviously spells the end of his time in New York. Um, what what do you think happened with Zach Wilson and and, and, and wh- why it didn't work and 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 as a former player, you've been through situations or you've seen situations where you know a guy is on his way out and and just how hard that must be sort of emotionally to take all of that. Yeah, Lars, it is really difficult because when you look at that type of situation, uh, you know, a guy that was very, very highly thought of coming out of a BYU, a guy could run around, people compared him to Patrick Mahomes, you know, made all these crazy throws, he can extend plays, he can run it, uh, just the typical, you know, prototypical guy that you want in this new offensive system today, and um, it didn't pan out, but you know, man, a guy like that, when you evaluate him in college, you got to know that he's going to need time because he has a ton of raw skills. But if he doesn't not have the, the weapons around him, right? If you don't have guys on the outside at the time, you don't have the, the quarterback guru, which they have now for Aaron Rodgers, a guy that he plays for. Somebody that can work with him, the mechanics of the game, footwork, reading defense. You know, know that Charlie Checkdown is okay in the National Football League. So if you don't have that in place for him to, to thrive,
thrive and to evolve as a, as a young quarterback, he's going to fail. Uh, and we're seeing this, uh, this too often now because these guys, you know, they come out and Bryce, Bryce Young's going to be one of the same, same type of players, right? If he's not in the right system, if he don't get the right uh, tutoring and they don't have the right pieces around him, he's going to fail. But, you know, fortunately for him, he's got a, a team now with, with Frank Wright. We all expect Thursday he's going to be the first pick. He, he has a more uh, stable environment for him. Uh, and I think things will be better for him. But but it will stink, man, being, you know, Zach Wilson, and you know everybody wants you gone. Nobody trusts you. Nobody really likes you in the locker room. They're, they're raving about, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming to you. It's going to be hard. But I think what will happen is the Jets know this. Uh, either they go, hey, you know what, we'll let him sit behind Aaron Rodgers a couple of years. Maybe he gets better. We don't, he's not rushed to play. He has some experience. We can leave him be. And maybe he turns out to what we thought after Aaron retires. Or maybe he's a guy that somebody sees, sees some type of value in, and then they trade him. So, I mean, that, that's really going to be the two different uh, scenarios for him. Either he stays there, plays behind Aaron Rodgers, learns, it grows, get better as a quarterback, or they say, hey, you know what, let's see what type of value is out there. Maybe we can get some, some receivers or something better off the line and move up in the draft by trading him. So uh, you feel sorry for the kid, but it's part of the business, and it just comes with the territory, Lars. Yeah, I just got to throw this out here. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about yesterday, but uh, I had a nice shot. I'm sure you saw it. Drove the green on 13 over at North River. I had a putt for Eagle. I ended up finished with birdie, but uh, my team came in, in second place, um, so I feel like you'd be proud about that. Took uh, took my lessons from you from as a kid going and uh, participating with you in these tournaments, and now I'm placed on the leaderboard, so just thought you'd be proud of that. I got to got to throw that out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, what, hey, Christian, Christian can, you, can you just real quick uh, uh, tell our listeners exactly what uh, golf tournament you were in yesterday? I mean, I want to definitely get into it more in the second hour. Yeah, I played in uh, Coach Saban's tournament. It's called the Alabama Alabama Celebrity Golf Classic. Uh, it was a phenomenal event. It was over at North River Yacht Club uh, here in town. Um, but just really a special event uh, for a great cause. Raised a lot of good money. Um, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys out there. Um, you know, I had a really good time. Got to see some of my former teammates. Um, and, and just really get to, to fellowship with a lot of guys and play some good golf. It was a beautiful day. Um, and it went well. Like I said, I, uh, my team placed second, largely in part due to, to one of my teammates, Cannon Claycomb, who I think is one of your students, Lars. Oh, yeah, Cannon's uh, the best. I love the yeah. fact that you got to play with him. That's awesome. Yeah, well, it's the second time. So I played with him last year, and luckily they paired me up with him again because he, uh, when I play with him, I think I just always play better. Just, I play up to his level. Obviously, not nearly as close to his level because he's uh, one of the best in the SEC. And I saw that again for a second year in a row why he is. Um, but yeah, man, he, he definitely carried us. But I, I sunk some nice putts. I was I was putting well and uh, had a couple of nice shots. But Cannon definitely was uh, our driving force. But um, yeah, no, a great event. We can talk about that still. But I wanted yeah, to ask my dad his thoughts. Huh? I saw that shot though. That was that was nice. I saw your shot and drove the green and and uh, you know, y'all made birdie on that hole. But yeah. Christian, it's it's crazy, right? Because he hits it so far. Uh, and it's just he turns on it. He's got that lean Tiger Woods type build, tall and long and strong. And and man, he just his, his clubhead speed is phenomenal. So when he connects, it goes a long way. And when you see a guy that's uh, just still learning how to play the game, and if he invested more time, 
he'd be a really, really an outstanding golfer. I mean, that's the thing. He, he got all the, the athleticism and just the eye-hand coordination, everything that goes along with being a great golfer. All he needs to do is just play more. But but that's cool. you got to play with a kid that plays great golf. It's like, it's like anything else, man. The better competition, the better players you're around, it elevates your game, whether it's golf or football or basketball. That's the way it works. Absolutely. Uh, I want to ask you about this draft real quick. Uh, as as of now, obviously, Bryce Young still remains the consensus favorite to be the top pick to the Carolina Panthers. However, um, there's been some waves this morning because there's been a surge of, of, of betting on Will Levis to go number one overall. He went from a 40 to one favorite to now a four to one favorite uh, on DraftKings, on DraftKings, right? Um, and I think a lot of this has to do with somebody, you know, writing posts online saying that they've got inside info that Will Levis is going around telling friends and family that he's going to be the number one pick. So I want to get your thoughts. Is it fact or is it cap? Uh, I'm thinking it's cap, <laughs> which if you don't know what that means, cap means basically it's a lie. Yeah, I think it's cap. Uh, I just I don't see how you go from a guy like Bryce Young to then going and taking your chance on Will Levis. Again, a very talented guy, physically um, can do a lot of great stuff, but I just there's no way you take him over Bryce Young. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I'll tell you this. If if they take Will Levis, being that I you know, I do media work, uh, go do sideline stuff sometimes for the Panthers, this fan base, I seventy seven will be car wrecks everywhere. I just put it to you that way. If his name is called as the number one draft pick, <laughs> they're gonna be car wrecks on I seventy seven in Charlotte. Right. I, I don't see that happening. I understand the kid is, is talented, but every time his name is mentioned, I think of one guy, Carson Wentz. That's what I think of. A big, strong, physical, big arm, throw a 67-yard on his knees, will wow you, and then and, and all the drills and all the throwing competition. But, but the film don't lie. I know two years ago he was much better, and I know that's what – Mel Kiper and these guys are, you know, salivating about. But last year, you know, it was her. He had a foot, you know, but he wasn't that good, just like Richardson to me. You know, but Bryce Young tape is everything, guys. I mean, composure, smart, ahead of the game, you know, film work, everything that you want in a young quarterback he has. He, he possesses confidence, I mean, on and off the field. And uh, for me... I just I got to go by the film. I don't care about shorts, jock socks, and T-shirts, what you did in Indianapolis. I can care less about that. I watched the tape against excellent competition, against NFL-ready defensive linemen, and I saw this guy for two years shred them, period. And so that tells me everything I need to know. Now, if I'm Frank Wright from Carolina Panthers, it's a no-brainer for me, and they already got good things in place. A running game, the offensive line played much better. Uh, last year, they started protecting better. They got uh, some still good receivers on the outside. Defense is legitimate. Uh, so, to me, he gives you the best chance to bring a guy in and can pick it up. And, and by the way, he played at Alabama with the NFL-type coach of Nick Saban, who has guys NFL-ready. So, if, if they go with uh, Will Levis, Cap, as you say, then I might you might hear some Caps for real in Charlotte. And that's all I'm saying. Corey Miller is our guest. Uh, we're going to uh, take a commercial break here on Big Noon Sports. When we come back, I got a quick question concerning the Big Apple. 
or Corey. Stay with us. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisa Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Goodfeet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partially sunny this afternoon, the high today 74. Increasingly cloudy tonight, the low 56. Cloudy tomorrow, a good chance of rain by afternoon, the high 71. Thursday, showers and a few strong thunderstorms likely with a high at 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of The Game, we'll continue our recap of Alabama's A-Day. We'll talk to Mike Dettelier about the upcoming NFL draft. We'll talk about the latest buzz surrounding who's going to be the number one overall pick with Mike Dettelier. Coming up starting at 2 o'clock here on The Game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. on Big Noon Sports. Corey Miller, we've got limited time in this segment. I'm going to jump right to it. It's a long way from Green Bay to New York City with the media. Will that be an issue at all for Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> 100% yes. The way he's acting right now, they're going to eat him up. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be, you know, every day is going to be some type of article, something going to go on. I just can't wait to see this fiasco. It's going to be crazy. 
Yeah, Corey, uh, that is going to be very interesting. And, uh, you know, Aaron has notoriously thin skin. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I I hope for Aaron's sake that um, he gets off to a good start with them. And uh, and, and because, you know, I, I was never a part of the New York media that was covering the Jets or the Giants, right? But I, I'd lived in New York for a long time and I had a front row seat to it. And man, once you uh, start losing a couple <laughs> of the media members, uh, things can go south. Did Do you remember just any instances, like any, any particular stories stick out of a, of a reporter just, uh, you know, just needling uh, your, your quarterback or your coach or I, I, I wouldn't think they would mess with LT. But uh, do you remember any particular instances? Well, yeah, we had a situation. Um, well, a quarterback situation would always, you know, blow up. You know, when we had the whole Phil Sims, the Jeff Hostetler coming in, you know, when Phil was hurt winning a Super Bowl. And, and that was a big question. And. Uh, then we had our coach, Ray Hanley, uh, uh, Bill Parcells retired, and he got, uh, Ray Hanley got caught cross-dressing. And um, in New York City, it was a whole big thing, man. It was, uh, it was not good. It was not, it was, they would call him the mad scientist that cross-dresses and blah, blah. I mean, it was horrible. But, uh, you know, one geez. thing that I learned, Lars, you know, the media is in New York is that, you you just got to use it for for your benefit, right? It's just uh, one of them things you can you can do. I learned that early on to when you know they called me the media darling, and I ended up getting jobs and then working in, in the media in, in New York when I retired. So I, I just knew how to play that game, man, and, and kept them on my side. So when, even when I played bad, they weren't crushing me. You know what I mean? So you just got to learn how to use the media that it works for you. What is the well? What's the key to that? I mean, I'll be interested. Is it is it just sort of being genuine and and taking the time to talk to reporters, or like you know, if you were to advise uh, players coming into the NFL, wh- how would you tell them to deal with the media? Yeah, be be accessible, be accessible, be be there, man. Answer. Don't just be there when the, the times are good and you are. I want to talk. Come talk to me. No. Be assessed when they're bad. That's when they really like you because when you play bad, your team lost, you're in a bad mood. But they love folks that stand up and take it and just be like, hey, you know what? We didn't play our best football. We struggled. Or, you know, make it personal. I didn't play my best today. You know, we got to get back to work. You know, just even sometimes just the corporate answers. But they like the fact that you'll make yourself available. And, uh, I mean, I had Jay Glazer. I mean, look where he's at today. Michael Strahan, Michael Strahan to tell you right now that I taught him how to deal with the media. He'll tell you that today. Um, uh, Kurt Menefee, he's on this basically that Fox uh, set, three-fifths of those guys I dealt with a lot my whole nine, eight, nine years in New York. Um, Kurt was one of my good friends doing local TV uh, in New York. And I and I, I got in it and after I retired and I, I made a mistake by moving us back home, but if I'd have stayed there, I could have took off and done some, some major things too. But but I learned, though, if you're accessible, if I tell, you know, guys like Bryce Young, you say the right things, uh, you know, you, you, you're accessible, uh, good or bad, and just think sometimes before you speak. I mean, don't don't let emotions play a part in it because that gets you twisted up. Um, but I love to work with some young guys, especially today with social media and everything else they have to deal with. 
about how they should be. They should teach these kids. They should offer a class. Lord, you should teach it at, at Alabama and, and teach these kids how to deal with the media because I think it can help them uh, down the line and not be like Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'm sure Christian can tell you that they got plenty of media training, right, Christian? Absolutely. Uh, in about 30 seconds, give me, if you had a chance to watch A-Day, give me a player or a position that really stood out to you. I think the running back, Justin Hayes, I think his name is. Uh, that kid's ready. He, he, is, he is ready day one. Um, I think he may end up being running back one. I know they got a big, big running back room, but I like him. And by the way, quarterbacks weren't horrible. The receivers dropped balls. Both of those kids played decent. Nobody separated themselves. So Alabama fans, take a cup of this chill pill and sit down somewhere. They're going to be fine. I saw three quarterbacks that can play. Think that, that they can play. So relax, enjoy your summer. They'll be ready by week one. That you can almost be assured of. Well, it seems to have been the case in the last 15 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Hey, man, I, I always appreciate you guys having me on. God bless you all. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Corey. The pastor. Yes, sir. Uh, pain. Uh, hey, when we get back top of the hour, uh, Christian was actually press box side watching the 8A game. And we're going to have a little Q&A with number 47 on the other side of the break. You're listening to Big Noon Sports, brought to you by Ailey Sensing Union Home Mortgage. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, to 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisa Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Goodfeet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. Presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Matt, Lars, Christian, gang is here. Um, Aiden's back in the studio. We appreciate that. Always appreciate Joe Gaither as well. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, we'll talk uh, Birmingham's Downs USFL with Steve Irvine. But want to get Christian because he was playing golf yesterday in the save and follow-up the A-Day game tournament. Um you were upstairs. You were in the booth with the guys. What was your? Do you like your vantage point? Do you feel like that's a place you're comfortable being? And uh, give us a quick one, two, three on what you saw. Yeah, man, it was a uh, it was a great experience. Uh, first time being up there, um, as opposed to being on the sideline doing the sideline reporting. Um, and I was up there for about the first half, and then uh, went down to interview Coach Saban. I ended up just staying down there. Um, on the sideline, but definitely was a cool experience being up in the booth. It was, you know, me, Chris Stewart, and John Parker, kind of the trio of us, and uh, definitely a, a learning experience and something I could see myself doing uh, moving forward. Uh, but definitely, I would, would would love to keep getting experience at that because it's, as you know, um, it's a lot different than being on the field. I mean, your view is different. You, you're, you're seeing things from a different lens. Um, so it's definitely an adjustment, but I had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, then I had a blast going down on the field and kind of doing uh, my regular role as sideline reporter, where I got an up close and personal look at A Day. And uh, man, there is a lot of things that I, I walked away impressed with. You know, I, I think Alabama showed a lot of promise, especially it being a uh, spring game, which I didn't have, you know, too many expectations because, again, a spring game is just that. Um, but first and foremost, man, starting with the defense, man, they just looked. Very impressive. They look like they made a lot of nice strides, uh, uh, particularly if you look at the secondary, the way those guys were so tight in coverage, coming down, run support, swarm to the ball, you know, timing their breaks correctly. You know, secondary struggled last year um, with their timing sometimes. You know, we saw a lot of pass interference penalties. But yesterday, or excuse me, A-Day on Saturday, 
those guys were timing it right, breaking the ball up nicely, came away with some turnovers. So that was really good to see. And then I noticed the inside linebacker play. And that was one thing I sometimes wish I saw more of uh, the last couple of years, guys really flying downhill. And that's what I saw at A-Day. Justin Jefferson, a transfer from JUCO. I mean, this guy plays fast. And he was a guy I covered for signing day. And he was a, a lighter player, uh, but he just played with so much speed, sideline to sideline. But then what I learned about him is, and I knew he would come to punish the ball carrier, but I learned that this guy is not afraid of contact in, in terms of coming downhill, playing with his, with his nose, attacking those guards head on. And, uh, oh, my goodness, man, this, this guy, I think you pair him up with Deontay Lawson. I think you have a combination of inside linebacker that can be very dangerous, as well as some really good depth as well. I mean, Marshall, the transfer from Georgia, looked really nice. Blackshire also played well. I think I saw a lot of solid depth um, from their defense. Defensive line played solid as well. Some really nice pass rush um, with with two of the main contributors out um, in, in terms of Dallas Turner and Chris uh well, those guys weren't playing in the game, but still saw some good edge pressure. So overall, I was very pleased with the defense um, on the offense side of the football. Thought both quarterbacks made some nice plays. Like to see them be a little more consistent, but that's going to come. It's still early, you know, still spring. But I think both guys made a case for why they could be the starting quarterback. Even some of the younger quarterbacks making some really nice plays. Um, I love seeing the offensive line playing physical guys, really just competing. I would say probably about three out of five of those spots seem to be secure. I think there's two other spots that kind of still are up for grabs, at least just off of, you know, my observations. Um, and I also noticed on offense, Tommy Reese, you know, we heard a lot of uh, hype and the narrative that this guy really likes using his tight end, his tight ends. And that's exactly what we saw. A lot of tight end usage. Um, they, the multiple tight ends contributed heavily during A-Day, which is good to see. Um, I think Tommy Reese is going to end up uh, being a great hire, and I think guys are going to see that. And, and the same with Kevin Steele, because again, just alluding to the way the defense was playing, guys were playing fast, physical, flying to the football. It's something that Alabama is typically known for, but we haven't necessarily seen um, as much of. But like I said, I walked away with a lot of promise um, from so many different positions. And um, last thing I'll touch on is the young guys. There's a lot of promise from these young guys. I mean, Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs. Two guys that we've heard a lot about, and rightfully so. Now everybody knows why there's been so much hype and talk about these two players, as well as the other young guys. But specifically those two guys, I mean, Caleb Downs looks like a veteran player already. Um, you know, his knowledge and instinctive play um, just makes him just so much more effective. Um, the way he can just kind of do it all in the secondary position uh, is, is, man, it's so impressive. And Justice Haynes, I think he's going to be competing for that running back one spot. I know you got guys like Jason McClellan, um, Roy Dead Williams, even Jam Miller. I mean, all those guys are tremendous, but Justice Haynes is definitely going to be another great option at running back. And I think Tommy Reese, man, he's going to have his pick at running back. I mean, it's truly a stable. Uh, I will say, I am, as much as I say about the running back position, I still am concerned about him. And the only thing I'm concerned about is holding on to those guys. You know, I worry that we might lose one or two of them in the transfer portal just because there's so much talent at the position. And even though we're used to having a staple of running backs, we didn't have the transfer portal when I was around. I, I mean, I am used to a running back room consisting of Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, TJ Yeldon, uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, all those guys in one room. But at the same time, we didn't have the transfer portal. Now that we do, I hope and pray that we can hold on to as many of those guys as we can, because I'm telling you, every single one of those guys could be RB1 at any school in the country. Um, they're, they're truly, you know, three down running backs that really can just offer so much to any team. But um, with all that being said, I, I was pleased with A-Day. I know some people were a little concerned with some things that they thought of, maybe the quarterbacks or 
you know, drop balls. But the good thing is you can fix drop balls and just put those guys on the jugs until they stop dropping balls and the quarterback play is going to handle itself. So uh, I saw a lot of promise. I'm really excited uh, for this team moving forward. I think uh, that defense is, is going to slowly get work back towards that identity that we're used to. And uh, I think the offense uh, unit will, will work itself out as well by the time week one comes and Alabama will be ready for that week one matchup. Uh, Christian, really nice analysis. Uh, can you dig a little deeper into the uh, uh, wide receiver position group and, uh, and, and who you think is, uh, you know, emerging perhaps as that number one guy and also who you think, you know, just could surprise? Yeah, um, you know, I'll be honest. You know, I, I think it's still kind of ironing itself out. Um, I think there was a number of guys um, that, that stood out at times um, at the wide receiver position, um, you know, but I, I think I know Malik Benson kind of had a quiet day until a little bit later in the game. There was a drive that consisted really of just a few passes, you know, over and over consecutively to him, um, which I think he ended up uh, scoring a touchdown uh, as a result of that drive. Um, so I liked what I saw to him, but again, this is just a day of the spring game. I mean, what I've seen from him outside of this game, um, leads me to believe that he's going to be a solid contributor. I know Jermaine Burton is a, a veteran experience. He, he still seems to kind of struggle with uh, his drops. If he can get that cleaned up, I think he definitely can help his team out. You know, he's a very gifted athlete, but he's really got to work uh, on his catching ability. You, know, you just can't afford to have so many drop passes. But um, overall, there really was just a nice play overall from all of them. I don't know if we'll have one guy really pull ahead of the group. It might be similar to last year where you just kind of have, you know, a, a number of guys contributing. Um, but at the same time, uh, uh, you still got Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, a proven guy. Um, I think he's going to take strides as well. Um, and maybe he'll, you know, end up stepping up. You know, he's going to be a, a veteran now, um, a guy, again, that, that's been proven. You know, he's played in these big games. So I think he'll definitely step up. Uh, but but overall, I think, again, you got to remember, it's just a spring game. These guys have plenty of time to get to work. Um, and I, I think they'll come back in the fall camp ready to go. But, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, you, you got Kendrick Law, Isaiah Bond, uh, two sophomore guys that, that definitely can help contribute. And some of the younger guys, um, you know, that I think are coming in, Emmanuel Henderson, as well as another younger guy who stepped up. Um, it's tough to say who is really going to be that number one guy. Um, but at least I can say that they do have a number of guys that, that are able to contribute. Christian, what do players do following A Day and then opening a fall practice? They go ahead and have the, the following day. Um, they have a Sunday. I think you're off. Um, maybe a stretch and stride if that. I'm pretty sure you're off. But Monday is when they have uh, the steak and beans dinner. Uh, you know, the coaches were out at Coach Saban's golf tournament, and they had to get back to meetings. Uh, they watch the tape. They break it down like a regular game. They do the good, bad, and ugly is what we call it. We all go in a meeting room. They break down some good plays, some bad plays, and some ugly plays. Uh, then you'll depart to your position groups. You'll meet with uh, your position group and go over the film, break it down like you would a regular game. And then um, all that is followed by the dinner. Winners get their steak. Losers get their, their beanie weenies. And then after that, um, you may have some 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 workouts planned. I can't remember exactly, but if not, you're basically finishing the school year, and uh, these guys are pretty much looking forward to their break. You know, May is uh, is basically our off season for football. 
So you'll have several weeks to go home, visit with your family, take a little vacation. Um, and then pretty much towards the end of May, you're, you're gearing up to come back on campus and start the uh, summer off-season program. So that's what they're looking forward to next, kind of getting off their feet, getting away from football, taking that mental break. And uh, then they'll come back late May, and then you're hitting the ground running. You're back to work, off-season conditioning, lifting weights, doing a little seven-on-sevens, and then uh, counting down the days to training camp, getting ready to go for week one. How about them Stallions 2-0 at top their division, getting ready to take on an also undefeated Breakers team out of New Orleans. By the way, I think both, is it possible for both teams to be the home team? Anyway, Steve Irvine joins us in a minute on Big Noon Sports. More Big Noon Sports coming up. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers. Trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers. Who are resilient. And won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches. Athletic trainers and mentors. Who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home 2 Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. I 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. The high today 74. Increasingly cloudy tonight. The low 56. Cloudy tomorrow. A good chance of rain by afternoon. The high 71. Thursday showers and a few strong thunderstorms likely with a high at 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Joined now by Steve Irvine, appreciate his donation, his contribution, the better word, to Big Noon Sports very much. He does a lot of coverage here in Birmingham with 1819 News slash Sports. Um, his focus is UAB and now the Stallions. And just a quick story. We were hanging out, as we often do, at Talladega. Somebody just stuck their phone out there and it said Stallions 32, Memphis 2. That was 35 to 2. And I went, holy woolly, what's going on? Did they just jump on Memphis when they got off the bus? Yeah, yeah, they played well. I mean, they... Um Definitely played well, and then and then at the end, you know, they scored. Uh, the uh, Stallions scored with about uh, it was less than two minutes left, probably about a minute and a half left. Uh, drove down the field and threw a touchdown pass, which made Todd Haley mad. So there was a little uh, bad blood after the game, which is kind of cool. So uh, you know, especially with them trying to get the you know the Birmingham Memphis rivalry going, and uh, so that was that was kind of cool. But yeah, they they just played well. I mean, they. Uh, Dallas Magoo really, really, really played well, and their defense was, their, you know, Stanley's defense is good now. 
uh, you know, they have some guys I think will get a chance in the, you know, in the, at least in the NFL camps. And so uh, it was just, uh, it was kind of boring to watch, and, you know, unless you're rooting for the Stallions. Steve, uh, can you dig a little deeper into Alex Magoo? And, uh, you know, he's playing at a really high level. And, uh, you know, there's all these Cinderella stories, Kurt Warner and, and, and others. Uh, and, and I know it's way, 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 way too early uh, to, to make that comparison, considering that Kurt Warner is in the Hall of Fame. But um, is, is this possibly a case where it's a quarterback that just took a little bit longer to develop? Yeah, absolutely could be. I mean, I think the one thing about Osmagu is, is, is everybody will tell you he's got ability now. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's a great athlete. He, you know, he's a, a dual threat type of guy that, um, you know, really can beat you either way and he's got a good arm, but, but I, I don't, I don't know that, um, I don't know he, that he always thinks his way through the game like a coach wants him to think the way through the game. And part of that is he's just one of those, you know, I don't want to say reckless, but I mean, he just, he just, just gets out there and just kind of lets it go, you know? And, uh, so I think that, you know, the more he plays, the better he's going to be because the better understanding he has of what he's supposed to do. But, uh, you, you know, I think a bit, I mean, I think athletically, there's no doubt that, that, uh, you know, he's, he, he can be a very good quarterback. He could play in the NFL, but, uh, you know, I think it's just a matter of um, kind of getting his, his head into the game a little bit more. And, 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 you know, and again, the more you play, the better that goes. And, and I think that, um, you know, I, you hate to see what happened with Jamar Smith and, and they hate it and he hates it. But, you know, with him being, you know, the unquestioned guy right now, that's, I think that's going to help him uh, immensely. Steve, speaking of Jamar Smith, with a guy like him on the injured reserve, we know how this kind of goes. I mean, you have a guy fill in for your place, and he's playing lights out. Um, kind of similar to the San Francisco situation. You know, Trey Lance is out, and Brock Purdy steps up, and now it seems like it's Brock Purdy's team. Do you feel that this is a situation like that, where it's now Magoo's team, and Jamar Smith might not necessarily be on the Stallions roster next season? No, I don't think so, uh, Christian. I think that, and the reason I say that is I think that uh, his his relationship with with uh, Skip Holtz is 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 way too deep seated. You know, they've been they've been together, you know, for uh, you know a long time, and you know, Louisiana Tech, and you know, now here, and so uh, you know, I think that um, I think that part of that too is is this team was built around those two guys really and and they all along they it was going to be a two a, you know two quarterback type system and that's what they've done and so i think that uh that when when jamar gets back i i don't think it's going to change now you know he won't get back till next year so who knows what's going to happen next year you know is kim Hole's going to be here heck is there going to be a league you know you just don't know but he won't be back until yeah, I, I mean, I think right now they, they don't think he'll be back until next year with, with just the surgery he had to have, have, you know, have. So, you know, who knows what will happen next year. But if, if, if those two are still on the team, I, I don't. I think it'll be a two-quarterback uh, system. You mentioned uh, the defense and how well it played. Obviously, when you hold the other team to two, not really the defense is two, is it? <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I'll get that another day. Who are some of the players you mentioned that you thought on that defensive side for the Stallions might make it up to the NFL? Well, I mean, I think I think there's several guys up front. You know, the, the Johnny Newsom 
is an NFL guy. You know, he, he was in the NFL and he was in the CFL and he retired and he decided to come back. I mean, I, I could see him getting another shot. He's a defensive end that kind of, he really sets the edge on that side and really makes him, you know, really makes it tough to, to come his way. You know, uh, I think Christian McFarland, the safety, uh, they, they actually had the uh, interception to steal the um, championship game last year is really playing at a high level. Uh, Brian Grant, um, you know, a um, safety, I think, has a chance. Uh, you know, Bobby Holly's a guy that, uh, I'm sorry, Nate Holly's a guy that, He's a, a safety, uh, but they have him. They moved him up to linebacker now, and uh, he's intriguing. I mean, he's he's always around the football. Uh, you know, kind of a guy that's um, you know, you can use uh, like a hybrid sort of uh, sort of guy that I could you know I could see him possibly getting a shot, uh, and and um, just a, a couple others. I, you know, I, I can't remember any other names right now. We have guys, but I think they have a lot of guys. They're just. They're one of those defenses that just has a bunch of guys. You know, there's not a guy, you know, there's not a guy that's probably going to make, you know, well, I would say not make 12 tackles, but Christian McFarland did the first week. But for the most part, you know, you're going to look at their stats and everybody's going to have six tackles and five tackles and that type of thing because it's just such a, a defense that's spread out. And, you know, John Chavis is their defensive coordinator. And that's a big part of it, too. You know, that yeah. you have a guy like that as your defensive coordinator. That's pretty big time. Steve, uh, switching gears a little bit uh, to UAB, are there any UAB players we should keep an eye on uh, for the NFL draft uh, this weekend? Well, Dwayne McBride is going to be the one. That, you know, well, there's two: Kadeem Telford and 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 Dwayne McBride. I think both those guys will get drafted somewhere. Uh, I tell you what, Kadeem Telford has really, really helped himself in this. In the in this process, in the in the com, in the, he didn't go to the combine, but the, in the testing process, um, really just has transformed his body a little bit. I mean, he's he's going, you know, he's weighing about the same. He's probably about three fifteen, three twenty, six eight, six seven, and, and change, uh, and and really is has tested well. I, I think he's interviewed well, uh, so I think he, you know, he's a, he's a left tackle, he's an offensive tackle. Uh, and, you know, he, I think he's got a chance to go. And then Dwayne McBride, you know, he with the ball in his hands, uh, you know, as long as he holds on the ball when it's in his hands, is as good as any running back in the draft, really. I mean, as far as uh, just he's, he's a big-time running back. And, uh, you know, we'll see. He didn't get a chance to to, uh, to test in the combine or at pro day because he had a hamstring problem. And I never heard what, uh, you know, he was going to have some private workouts where he was going to maybe be able to run the 40. I'd like to see what his 40 was. I haven't heard. I've kind of kept it down, which probably means he didn't do that well in it. But, you know, he's a guy, he's going to get in a camp and, and, you know, and if he's healthy, which he will be when he's in camp, you know, he's going to be, he's going to play in this league for for a while or in that league for a while. And so I think those two guys, you know, the other guy that's really, really intriguing is is Starling Thomas, a a cornerback that from here, from in Birmingham, went to Ramsey High School. You know, he's not a big guy, he's, you know, 5'10", uh, and, and I don't know what he's probably weighing at close to 200 pounds, but he's very, very physical. And, you know, he ran a 4.28, you know, and so, you know, you throw a 4.28 out there, you know, it kind of opens up some eyes. And, and, and so I think um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he goes or where he goes. Uh, I think he's got a, gr- a great chance. Cause he, you know, he, he went to visit a lot of teams and, you know, you talk to Starlin, and and, you, and he you're gonna be impressed by him. He's an impressive kid. 
so I think those three, I, I think, are the ones that you know, I'm really watching. You know, on draft day, there's a few others I think are going to have some free agent opportunities and might be able to, you know, to make a practice squad or or, or, or something. But uh, those three, I think, are the, are the top three for for UAB right now. Even in terms of the team uh, for this upcoming year for UAB football, who are some players to look out for that you feel might be uh, making some big contributions for the the Blazers this upcoming football season? Well, I think it starts on the defensive front. I, you know, I really do. I think that, that they, uh, you know, Fish McWilliams is a guy that's been starting there for three years now, and and just a just a super kind of defensive tackle, really really good good player. Uh, and then they got a guy named Tyree Coward next to him, who's you know over 300 pounds. That uh, is, you know is finally really in shape and really had a great spring. And I think those two, and a guy named Drew Tuazama, who's um, who's an NFL guy. I mean, he's he played at Syracuse and then he went to East Mississippi. And and uh, I mean, he's a, he's a he's also a, he's a defensive end. He can play in the edge or he can come inside with his hand on the ground. So you know, he he's a guy that's real intriguing. And then. Uh, you know, Fish McWilliams' brother, you know, Mag McWilliams, is a you know big time corner. I think he's one of the best corners in the uh, in that conference and uh, or in the, in the American conference, or will be one of the best in the American conference. So I, you know, I think defensively, that's that's kind of you know that's kind of who, who you look at. And you know, offensively, Jermaine Brown, you know, it's going to be his. Well, I say it's going to be his show. He, you know, he's he's part of a real crowded backfield, but he's going to be the the top guy. Uh, so I think that he's a guy that you really want to watch at offense. And they've got a guy coming in, Isaiah Jacobs, who is Josh Jacobs' uh, brother, that uh, started his career at, at Maryland, and then he went to uh, JUCO at, at Independence. And, uh, you know, he's coming, and he wasn't here for the spring, so we haven't seen him in person. But from, from everything I've heard, and the the new Independence coach, the good friend of mine from uh, New in California, and he raves about him. And, and so uh, I think that, you know, those two, I think, I really, I'm really looking forward to seeing Isaiah Jacobs and and, uh, and just see what he's all about. Steve, tell everybody where they can read up. 1819news.com. Read our stuff. Uh, we've got a good sports page there. And, uh, and at Steve Irvine, 04 is my Twitter. And as we roll out, New Orleans stays in Birmingham. Birmingham is also, uh, you know, it is Birmingham. Who's the home team this weekend? You know, I, I guess it's Birmingham. I mean, they're going to be. I don't know which one is designated because they're they play twice, and so so I think Birmingham's designated this week, and the later one is New Orleans. I it could be opposite, but but uh, they, they both get a chance to be the home team. And it was funny to hear New Orleans coach the other day talk about how how important it is to protect your home field in front of your home fans uh, <laughs> <laughs> when there's you know when there's seventy five people in the stands. But you know, hey. It's, it's coach speak and it works. Hey, uh, Flip's a very engaging guy. I like him. He, he is. He's a great guy. And, and with, with what he's going through, you know, physically and, and to, to uh, just kind of get out there and, and, you know, apparently never makes excuse or never complains. Uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Now, he's a fiery guy. He's, a, he's not always happy, but, uh, but he is a, a good guy. Thank you, Steve. So are you, by the way. Steve right. Well, I appreciate 19 years. Thank you, Steve. Um, hey, before we go to break, I just I, I love how things can go full circle on you. Uh, Lars called me and said, uh, we need a banner. So uh, 
as he kind of kids me about it, he said, well, I got a banner guy. I do. His name is Pete Pritchard. I uh, worked with him at Jocks like 25 years ago. He went on to open wide open signs. They did our banner. It looks so clean and professional and it's not overstated. Uh, you know, it's got our logo and the name of the show and the participants. So it looks good. But, I mean, he can do that sign or he can do the outfield wall at the Barons at Regent Field. So he can do it all. Go to WideOpenSigns.com. You reach him on the phone, and it's a good chance he'll even answer. Um, if you do call him, tell him I said, hey, 979-6736, Wide Open Signs. Go to break, come back, pick up some other conversation. Um, I'd like to do a small dive into the SEC's possible rule changes or rule improvements, maybe, into storming the field. This is Big Noon Sports with Lars, Matt, and Christian. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal. Holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing you call Haley on her cell yes her cell 205-792-1813 that's 205-792-1813 let Haley help you type of things to you um, even though they know nothing about you as a person and I get they're doing it for the sport but it's it's just it's totally uncalled for it's unnecessary it's unprofessional and uh, I'm all for I'm a large proponent um, of doing what needs to be done uh, to stop this, uh, specifically because, number one, at Alabama, we're always the victims of this. This never happens because our fans are used to winning. I don't think I've ever in my life heard of or seen Alabama fans storming the field. I could be wrong, but um, you just don't see it happening. So if anything, this helps Alabama uh, because the, the teams that are the schools that are doing this that play us, they're going to be punished for it, and rightfully so. Um Forfeiting the game, I feel like, is a little steep just because I know the backlash is going to come with it. Plus, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it means in turn the other team gets the win, but I, me personally, I wouldn't want to win based off of a team. I wouldn't want to lose a football game and then get awarded a win because their fans stormed the field. That just would feel kind of weird to me. Um, but from my experiences, I mean, I think I remember when we lost to Auburn uh, my junior year on the road there, Jordan Hare. They stormed the field. It uh, wasn't too bad. We were able to kind of get out of there ahead of time, but not necessarily ahead of time, but we kind of were already making our way, luckily. Um, but I just remember seeing everybody jumping and falling in bushes and running, and just it just looked like a very dangerous scene. Um, but seeing the videos of these recent ones, um, and with my best friend Jamie Mosley on the staff, um, he's an, uh, an assistant to the defensive line, I mean, he's told me, like, I mean, when they were playing Tennessee, I mean, it, it, it's I mean, it's it's not safe. Um, so, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, I don't know exactly what they'll end up deciding on, but I'm, I'm glad they're at least considering it because, like Lars was saying, I mean, even for guys that aren't necessarily the athletes here, um, it's just a dangerous situation overall. And it's just something bad is going to happen eventually. And uh, I don't know if you could, there's some type of, you know, 
measures you can put in place to kind of bar people from getting over there, getting access. Yeah. I guess that would obstruct the view. But maybe there's something almost like with you know when they go to attempt an extra point, a net comes up uh, to take to keep the ball in play. Maybe something could kind of come up if the game's Matt, about to end. I don't know. Matt, uh, you, you know my solution, right, Matt? We've discussed this. When a few years ago we had uh, Wade Boggs, a uh, baseball player, on the show, <laughs> and, and Wade is is known for uh, getting on the the uh, 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 NYPD uh, horse uh, after a game at uh, Yankee Stadium. And what they did at Yankee Stadium to prevent the fans from running on the field is they brought out, I don't know what you call them, like the horse unit, <laughs> the cavalry. But yeah, if, you put, if, if you put a bunch of big, big horses out on the sidelines, fans are going to stay away. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's nothing more intimidating than a massive horse uh, you know, between you and where you want to go. And especially when there's a cop on top of that horse who is going to instruct that horse to prevent you from going there. So I'm all for having like a horse regiment, right? I just feel like it could be even more dangerous because when the horses get spooked, as you know, I mean, they're going to take off. It's going to throw the officer they're off. Trained. They're, then yeah, you they're, have they're a trained. They're trained. Wild horse. Yeah, but I mean, if you uh, if you're telling me thousands of people swarming that horse, I mean, I, even a, a well trained horse is going to get spooked, and something might happen. I think that then the horse is stepping on people running loose. So that's the only concern with that. But maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it could work. You know, uh, this is the most amazing stat about this entire deal I've seen. Alabama's last seven road losses in conference play have resulted in storming the field. The last time Alabama lost on the road and the fan base did not storm the field was in 2012. 2012 at LSU, they lost 24 to 21. Since then, Auburn has wrestled the field three times, Ole Miss once, Texas A&M once, and then most recently, Tennessee. I I have I agree with you, Christian. I think maybe you can take half a page from the hooligan activity in soccer in European soccer, and maybe the good hands people can can step in. But you don't put the netting up until the very end of the game, and you have some way that it comes up all around the field to about eight or is it? Am I up? Uh, Pie in the sky with that? I don't see that working because then you get the possibility of fans getting crushed. And that and that has been an issue, uh, especially in South America uh, at, at, at different uh, soccer games is is there's fences in place and fans. It's not just, you know, uh, the, the, the fans right at the very edge of the fence, but it's fans that are caught in the middle, you know, and it's people in the back who are pushing and they don't realize what is happening in the middle. And I just, I do not think that would work at all, especially if that netting is so strong that it is not, it is going to prevent anybody from getting through. And that's the whole idea 
But if you put that netting up, then you get the possibility of of of, uh, of fans getting crushed. Yeah, but if they see it, are they going to rush it? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Oh, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> the, uh-huh. drunk fans will do crazy things. Uh, I envision something like they have at baseball fields now, where they have nets up all the way down the right and left field lines to prevent balls from getting in there. But you're right, drunken fans, they, they probably try and climb the fence and then fall through it and onto the field, and that causes another problem. And, and, well, Matt, you know how many times at Yankee Stadium I saw, uh, you know, the, the net uh, that goes from behind home plate all the, the way up? Box. Yeah, all the way up like to the press box. How many times a drunk fan would fall into that net? And there was one time the guy actually, uh, he held on to his beer and they didn't want to stop the game. And so he just sat there on his back drinking his beer while suspended in the net. Oh, my goodness. So they waited until the break in the inning. Yeah. (laughs) Got the big lug down. Hey, uh, another really big topic we need to uh, post up on. We'll have just a short amount of time, but what the heck is going on with Dion in Colorado? This time, it's not good news. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part? It's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Seen their clothing around town on game days. But check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. 
Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon, the high today 74. Increasingly cloudy tonight, below 56. Cloudy tomorrow, a good chance of rain by afternoon, the high 71. Thursday, showers and a few strong thunderstorms likely with a high at 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. What's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Hey, thanks for listening to Big Sports. Welcome to Big Sports. Union Home Mortgage. Uh, one topic before we wrap up this edition, and that's uh, are there buffalo chips in uh, Deion Sanders' soup in Colorado? Um, everything's been rosy at uh, near sellout ESPN total coverage of their Colorado spring game. But then after the spring game, and this, these numbers just astound me and the players, 17 Buffaloes announced that's one, seven, 17 Buffaloes announced they'd be entering the spring portal, uh, the transfer portal. And, you know, I, I can see that if these were twos and threes, but no, it includes uh, their number one receiver and number one running back. How about that? Uh, Montana, Lamonius Craig had 154 yards receiving in the game. Transfer report right after. And Deion Smith, their top returning running back. Hey, Kristen, what's going on in Colorado? It just seems like these guys don't feel that. Uh, Colorado is a place for them uh, with the new regime that's in town and Deion Sanders and company that, that has arrived. Um, his coaching style is not going to be for everybody. I mean, uh, we're, we're kind of getting a glimpse of that from, you know, a lot of the social media posts that we see, the videos, the clips. Um, you know, he's very old school, very hard-nosed. He's just one of those guys where uh, he takes the no BS approach. Everything is earned, not given. And uh, some guys don't like that, especially when they see some of these other coaches nowadays that are a lot more lax, a lot more um, reserved, and uh, it's, it's quite a different atmosphere. So I'm, I, I, I'll be honest. I think it kind of makes sense um, because he's tough on those guys, and uh, it takes people with some very thick skin uh, to be able to be a member of that that program with with him in town. I mean, uh, we used to always say at Alabama, um, you got to be you got to be built different to come to Alabama. I mean, you can't be uh, coming to Alabama and expecting it to be all, you know, roses and everything to be uh, just, you know, basically given to you. You got to come here ready to work. It's going to be tough. They're going to work you like a dog, um, but it's going to pay off. And it's an investment that you're willing to make in order to be the best person and player that you can be and and, and, and to achieve um, all of the goals and aspirations that you have. So I think that's what we're seeing. Uh, a lot of guys uh, just aren't necessarily fit for his coaching style, but uh, I'll tell you, he probably needs to figure something out because I know he's going to have more guys come into his program. Um, but if they're losing it at, uh, with these type of staggering numbers uh, at that rate, man, I don't know if they're going to have enough players to compete uh, throughout the regular season once you have injuries and, and things come up. Uh, because, man, they are taking a big loss um, to their roster. But uh, I'm sure they'll figure something out. But hopefully they can help compensate uh, and go get some guys from the portal because uh, they just took a big dent, Matt. Yeah, and uh, you you know Christian, just as you know better than both Matt and I, Alabama's not for everybody. 
it's just not. And you explain just why, why it is uh, or why it's not. Uh, why it's so challenging. Uh, it's it's physically taxing, mentally taxing uh, in a way that I think is different from a lot of programs. And so imagine, you know, that uh, everything had just kind of been laissez-faire, right? And then Nick Saban comes in and implements, you know, his style. And uh, and then there, if the transfer portal had been available when Saban arrived, I guarantee you there would have been uh, maybe not this type of mass exodus after his first spring. But I think I think there would have been a lot of players leave. And and there's actually, you know, some symmetry between Colorado uh, just had you know, 45,000 at their spring game. Uh, after going one and eleven, you think there's all this excitement, and then but behind the scenes, a lot of these guys are like, "Okay, I didn't sign up for this," because you're right, absolutely. Because Christian, you're right. Uh, Deion Sanders is old school. He doesn't put up with anything. You know, I'm I'm not totally, but a little bit surprised that he coaches that way. Because he was so flashy and flamboyant and uh, wasn't really known for being a tough player. He was the best corner. He shut down half of the field. But he didn't like to stick his head in there and make tackles. So, you know, I kind of add those things up. But no, he's old school. I bet he's making them run gases right now just because 17 transfers. All right, Absolutely. Let's do this again tomorrow. Thank you. And thanks to... Haley Fancing, Union on Mortgage, back in 22.